Good evening, friends. Welcome back to the front porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and I'm joined, as always, by Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? How's your uh, Monday? It's nice. We're downstairs today. Mm-hmm. It's my my happy place down here. So yeah, yeah. It's always in the in my my game room basement type stuff. We're recording live. Yeah. I guess that's. Yeah. So you start off with that one. But. If, if you're wondering why the audio sounds a little weird, that's why we're we're recording in person. I happen to be down in the area. We've probably talked about my um, my parents bought some property down south of Bloomington in southern Indiana, and uh, I came down with Dad this weekend to help him load and unload some stuff for the property here, and uh, um, is in the area. So yeah, like, you're like what's the next? I mean. That the town is about twenty minutes from from where I'm at, and then I guess you're a little bit outside of that. Are you further yeah, south than that? I, I'm not sure. I followed Google Maps to get up here, and I was all turned around the way it took me. I like went really? on some side roads, and then you know where there's a big um, kind of stone, like cut yeah. in the stone where where sixty nine goes down. If you keep going to Evansville, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I came out like on another road, sixty seven, I think, yeah. and that got me on. I-69 and then up. Oh, so, so it's weird like, way. So it's you're like over south side of town and then and then west. At least I, yeah, it must be west. Weird. Well, all turned around because this is the first time I've been down to see that property. Right. So, well, the uh, yeah, I mean, pretty pretty soon your your address will be everywhere. So you can be <laughs> right. coming from all sorts of angles. Right. Uh, the yeah, so this it's not that. Um, not that far away, and you know, if you're ever down, you're visiting your parents. You can always hop up and see the Bloomington people, which is kind of nice. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's been a nice week. We have been uh, swelteringly hot here in Bloomington for our, our weather report, but it's not. It's yeah. that today and the last couple of days have been beautiful. So that mm-hmm. say how it's been. It's it's nice to be able to go outside. Like at windows open day, those are those are nice mm. times to to have, right? When you're like, oh, it's perfect temperature outside and in. Oh, I got to go back to work for the first day today. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. That was, uh, here Here we are for a time marker in history, you know, when people go back to work. and You got to see the, uh, this is in poor taste, but you got to see the Chernobyl-like state of your office. I did. Like, no, I did. Like you, you had rapid evacuation orders and left uh-huh. coffee half drank, which is now fully yeah. evaporated yeah. and so forth. That That is... That is a perfect uh, explanation of it, that thin layer of dust over everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you can tell that things were left kind of in a hurry. My, I had a, uh, like, I don't know, the drawer was still kind of half open where I'd left it open for the next day, where I'd put my heater next to my thing, just kind of just turn it off. And I, I'm actually lucky that I didn't leave a candle on or some kind of thing, a candle oh, warmer sure, or something. Sure. I mean, I, I knew that I was going to be back. It was, when we left, it was going to be like a couple days or so. Mm-hmm. And I remember I sent my employees, I, I told my boss that I'm going to send them all home and we're all going to go home and not come back for a couple of days until they figured this out. And then they sort of said two weeks and then they said you know, almost two years. It just went longer. Yeah. yeah. Like nobody, I don't work in an office, but probably very few people left their office thinking I'm not going to be back here for over a year. Yeah. And really we're getting close to like year and a half. But yeah. um, I have a close anecdote, which is not a... <laughs> Not a great story to tell, sort of technical fire hazard. Not really. Well, yes, yes, really. <laughs> You're stumbling all um, over it. What's happening? <laughs> yeah, like I started telling the story. I'm like, should I tell the story? <laughs> um, I at my at my desk where I'm set up, I drink tea and I make tea in the morning and put it in a um, a cast iron teapot and I have an electric um, 
It's like a mug warm. It's somewhere in between a mug warmer and a hot plate. Oh, I remember you telling me about this. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sounds great. And it won't, like, it won't boil water. Yeah. If I have it all the way up, it'll get the teapot to, like, the high hundreds, like 180, 190, mm -hmm. maybe, which is enough to keep tea, you know, drinkably warm throughout the day. And then I'll pour it into a really small cup. I always have warm tea. So I'll leave that on throughout the day and then turn it off when the tea is gone. Right. Um, sometimes the tea won't be gone and I'm like, I'm going to go upstairs and make dinner and then I'll come down and drink the rest of the tea. Uh, then, and I'll forget and leave it for an hour and a half or something. It's no, it's not like something that'll start us that'll cause a spark and start mm -hmm. a fire. But in general, you don't want to leave heat generating appliances unattended for long periods it's of time. Like electricity. Yeah. Um, yeah, if, if for nothing else, then for the, the waste of power. And I definitely left it on like over a whole weekend that I was, <laughs> oh, I, yeah, came, right. I came back and I'm like, this is still hot. I can't believe I left this on all this time. Oh, man. That was, I've been, I've been, a, I've been an oven on a walk before. Like I went, mm -hmm. left an oven on, went on for a walk and then came back. I was like, oh my God, I left the oven on. Yeah. After dinner or something like that, where I cooked dinner, sat down, we ate it. And then, and then I went for a walk. That sucked. But yeah, uh, so it was like, that's what the office was. It was very much like, and there was only one other person in, in, in the office. So it was, and I even walked over to the main big building and people still aren't there. So I work for, you know, I work for the university mm -hmm. people that don't know. And uh, school's not in yet. Right. And, and this was the week, first week that everybody was supposed to come back. Okay. And evidently, most people didn't, even though we're supposed to. I have a feeling, see, like schools start Wednesday. Oh, employees were supposed to come back. Yeah, employees were supposed to come back. But Faculty the public right. schools start Wednesday. I see. Not IU schools, but the public schools start Wednesday. Oh. I have a feeling that most parents stayed home for the other for these two days, like Monday and Tuesday, mm. to still keep taking care of sure, their kids sure, instead yeah. of finding daycare for, yeah, for, for, for two, two days. days. Right. Uh, so I have a feeling Wednesday we're going to get like actual see everybody big again. influx and, of employees yeah so it, i i find it funny because they had a big welcome back breakfast this morning mm. and they had like donuts and sandwiches and coffee and, and was nobody all, there and nobody was there I, I walked over there like 15 minutes a little bit later than usual and it was just like the, all the tables were out and nobody was there i was like I've, oh that's sad i've probably mentioned this before but the company i work for um i have myself and and two other guys who uh we're all hired on as a team. We used to be clients of this company and now mm -hmm. we're employees. And so we're on the company emails and they're like, Hey, be advised that, you know, we're going to be locking up the building on this day or, <laughs> or whatever. And they did one of those, like on their big, everybody back in the office, they're like, we've got, you know, if you brought lunch, leave it in the fridge or, or throw it away, which is a dumb thing to recommend. I don't know if they even said that they're like, we're getting pizza and some, something in the main conference room. And I messaged my, one of my other coworkers who, you know, we're all three remote, like the office is in Maryland and we're yeah Utah, Indiana. And I think the other guy is in Florida again now or something, but I'm like, Hey, are we going to go get that pizza in the, the conference room? <laughs> but, uh, nice. Yeah. Like, the, you know, the office shut down. Everybody went to work from home. And I'm like, nothing changed for us. We were working from home before. The same thing, yeah. yeah. We, we had, uh, I have a full kitchen in our, in our office area. And we have a whole fridge and stuff. Where I say like a whole, you know, stack fridge. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, man, uh, we're going to have... Um, like some spoilage that's been there for like two years or something, you know, it's mm -hmm. going to be terrible. But I opened up and I forgot one of our, one of our, uh, the employees that works in the area decided to keep working from there. And he basically lives in the office Oh wow! and he has like, he just got his entire household 
you know, kitchen items in there. I'm like, why do you have like leftover spaghetti? And oh, like, no. you're clearly cooking, you know, dinners and yeah, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> like avocados. And like, all right, this is not like lunch kind of type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but so that, that's been interesting. Yeah, it was, it was a good first day at work. It's kind of nice get, to get settled back in. And um, I wasn't keen on waking up early, like, because I would just get up, roll out of bed and go into the office or walk into the office room, you know, and mm-hmm. start working. And so I had to actually get up and go. That wasn't mm-hmm. fun. But, man, I, I got to say, granted, it's summer or we're still in summer right sure, now. Sure. And I can get up and I drive to work and it's, it's daytime, right? right? And that's actually pretty great. It, it lets me get, like, way awake. The world's moving, everything's going, and I by the time I'm actually walking into my office, I'm feeling pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm energized. Sure. I get a good stuff, as opposed to when I just crawl out of bed, I'm still like, oh, you know, <laughs> I'm sitting at my computer, i got to log into things right away, yeah. or meetings, and I'm like, it just kind of, it sucks, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I, I appreciate, I'm, I'm giving my appreciation for, for that stuff. Now, come wintertime, when it's dark driving into work, I won't want to be there, and, right. you know, that kind of stuff. But. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I, I'm enjoying it because I'm doing a hybrid type schedule, which is neat. I think a lot of, uh, um, hopefully, businesses are starting to be more flexible with that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. If people can have worked for home for the last 15 months, right? maybe they can work some kind of hybrid schedule out for people. Yeah. You know, I think we have some friends that are maybe going to start doing that too. Mm-hmm. So That'll be good. I mean, I've, you know, long listeners of the show will know that I'm a big proponent for working from home. I think for most people, yeah. uh depending on where they live and what their situation is, like the extra expense in time and wardrobe and whatever else to have to work, Mm -hmm. have to go to an office to do all the same stuff they could do from home. Um, It's your life. It's parts, it's big parts of your life. Yeah. Hours. I mean, there are people that have an hour commute each way every day. That's 10 hours a week. Yeah. I I spend 30 minutes to get ready to go and to get everything else. And and that's, it's like a whole second part-time job just to, just to be in that office. And, you know, obviously for some people, they, they, you know, they're more efficient that way if they have to do like creative collaboration and that kind of stuff. But for a lot of people, it's not at all. Like you're going there to sit in a cubicle and avoid interacting with people too, if you're like a programmer. I I will say that like when I'm home, there's been days and, and, this is on the air for, for official <laughs> things, but there have been a few days where I've been like, uh, I did, I wasn't as more as productive. Most of the time I think overall I've been more, actually more productive with product with like coding sure. type things that I need yeah. to do, which I don't code a lot, but when I do, I've been more development stuff. I, I really am more efficient, but there have been days that I haven't been right. They're mm-hmm. like, Oh man, I, I know I only put in like six hours of real work today. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, which, you know, most people have those days. Uh, but like today when I came back in the office, I was, I was working all day, mm. all eight hours, like a good productivity, but I know I spent two hours talking to people. Right. Like, so there's a complete trade off that way. It's like, mm-hmm. you are back in the office, but it was just d- doorway talk about how was your last year and sure, what's your son sure. doing these days and how are they, you know, oh, and did you notice this about the kitchen? It was just, I loved it. I happen mm-hmm. to love talking to that stuff, but it's office waste too. You still yeah. have yeah. office waste. Of time and productivity and very few people are working for the, I mean, depending on what you do, but in an office environment, I think very few people are working every minute of every day, every minute of every day. Yeah. That's just not how it works. Yeah. So anyway, I, I'm hoping that the world or at least America can, can, you know, change the reins. Sure. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a big, uh, uh, hater of the fact that we all work most of our lives away. You know, that, that, sure. that, that is yeah. our, our sole existence is, Three quarters of our life is to work. Yeah, that's uh, not great. That's yeah. a whole 
<laughs> that's a whole different conversation. But but you know anything less that I don't have to do to do that to like to mm-hmm. not waste my life is is pretty great. Uh, so I'm happy to do the the hybrid thing. I'm really I'm really excited about that. Um, um, we'll see this first week. Like being in the office only three days, it'll be different. It'll be just kind of a whole different world for me. Like going in for just three days. Yeah. Because when you go to five day work week job, which everybody does, and I'm in a an office mm-hmm. of my office for for five days, it's like that's your second home. Right. It really is. Uh, but I'm not going to have that now. Now it's just going to be this like little sub place that yeah. I go to occasionally. Nice. So, yeah. Uh, okay. So enough of that boring boringness. <laughs> what do we What do we got this week? Did you, let's start with Let's just go ahead and start with our show. Okay. I think I think it's an easy one. To, our, our movie show. Our Our movie show. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it, people know I call it shows. All the shows. Right. Uh, yeah. Let's do that. All right. This week we watched. Megamind. Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Okay. You know, the cast for this is amazingly small. I was looking at the credits. There's like 10 people. Yeah. Or yeah. I know animations don't need that much, but this really didn't have... And they were all... that You can spend all the money on the people. Let's see. Directed by the guy who made all three Madagascars. Oh. <laughs> Boss Baby. Uh, What's his name? His name is Tom McGrath. McGrath. So this is a um, a movie from the not Pixar studios known as DreamWorks. DreamWorks. Um, it's from 2010. Every time I hear that logo, I think of Shrek is when it comes up. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, it, it's got it. This is Will Ferrell movie. Another, yeah. another Will Ferrell movie. Will Ferrell, Jonah Hill, Brad Pitt, Tina Fey, David Cross, and that's pretty much. I mean, J.K. Simmons is in there. Um, bring him to yet another. Ben Stiller's in it for a minute. Yeah, like I see Ben Stiller. He's the he's the he's the boyfriend's real voice. The boyfriend, like the Mega Mind turns into hologram oh, of a guy. Okay, he's that guy who has like three lines. The actual you know? guy. Okay. Yeah, it's just funny. You get Ben Stiller to do three lines, right? Do you have him come all the way in, or does he phone it, it in? Uh, literally phone right, it in. With, right. Does he record in from, the studio, from home somewhere? Yeah. Well, the what uh, what I meant was like it's being a Will Ferrell movie. Like this is. A movie that would not be a movie unless Will Ferrell was in. Yeah, Will Ferrell is carrying the whole movie. The whole much. movie, like the other, the other cast are are there and they're supporting, but he's the the lead player. It's very much like a like an anchorman. Yeah, um, it's like you put a different actor in there; it's not going to be anything it's, like the movie. It's a different movie. The comedian. How do they even write that? Like styling and the way he talks, the way he acts, the way he just keeps rambling on and. Who knows? It's hard to say. I mean, there's always a, not always, but there's generally some kind of balance between script and improv. Yeah. Right. Um, it's more like guidelines. The, the, the office is very scripted, even yeah. though it doesn't seem like it. It just, the writers spent a lot of time trying to make as much natural dialogue as, as they could, but there are still plenty of moments where one of the actors, cause the actors are mostly all, comedians or, or mm-hmm. improv artists of some kind will come up with something and they're like, Oh, that's good. And then we'll, you know, we'll have a reaction to it or whatever. Um, all the way to a show like, uh, always sunny in Philadelphia, which is almost all improvised. Yeah, they're just riffing. The um, yeah, just, just riffing all the time. So I don't know. This, this felt like it was feral doing, I mean, his, yeah, the way he says like spiders and Ola, like he just has this, Words, the whole talking things, and right. Well, that's a little bit of of foreshadowing. I don't know if we want to hit the bell for a ten year old kids movie. Um, 
Yeah, so this was... I mean, the spoiler would be the, like the twist, not the end the, of it. The, the twist. Way, the way it, the, there's at least one twist that's based on him mispronouncing words. And he mm-hmm. does that from the beginning, like mm-hmm. every so often. And you're like, oh, that's just a funny, that's just a funny gag. Well, and the, and the whole thing, that, like the premise of, that he's not a, it's not a movie about a bad guy. Right. It is a movie about a bad guy, but I, yeah. can't, I can't think of another one that does this, where it's like the villain wins and then wants a good guy and then becomes the good guy and makes his own villain. Not, not to this degree, right? Like the, the Venom movie was a little bit like he's sort of a, a, a villain, but not the not anti-hero really. idea. Yeah. Not, right. Yeah. But and, this, this here, he, he actually makes a worse villain. Right. 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 In, in Jonah Hill's character. Yeah. Um, and which I saw that coming. <laughs> right. Right. You're right. like, Oh, sure. So this is, we talk whenever we watch kids movies, we talk about um, the balance of the stuff for the kids and stuff for the parents. Mm-hmm. Right. You have pure kid movies. Like I assume that in, what did you watch about spirit? For example, spirit. Yeah. I was like, what's that kids. thing you, you mentioned? I'm like, there's nothing, there's no adult. There's, there. there's nothing for parents. The parents uh, just, we just suffraged through to, it. To yeah. enjoy. <laughs> or like we watched, um, the Ralph Breaks the Internet, the Ralph, mm-hmm. uh, Wreck-It Ralph sequel. And I'm like, are any of the, not even, not even Gen Z, the like younger than Gen Z going to see this movie, you know, like, like, uh, uh, elementary school and, and middle yeah. school kids, are they going to understand any of this? They're not going to know what floppy disks are or, or modem sounds or, or any of that. There's so right. much. And that's a little bit how I felt about this movie, though it's hard this movie's over 10 years old. Mm-hmm. And so there are things I think that have been done since then, maybe not, you know, not necessarily inspired by this movie, but so much of this movie is just them riffing on all of the superhero comic book tropes. Right. Right. The, like the, the premise from the very beginning is very, um, Superman, uh, is very right. Superman. Right. But then you have, what the like him growing up in a prison kind of thing. <laughs> you've, great. you've got this weird, like nature versus nurture when he, before he goes to shul shul. And then some, some gags that reminded me of the boys, right? Oh, Which sure. is, I don't know. Probably the boys comic was out already, but obviously not the show. Right, Cause it's yeah. just a couple of years ago. Um, just all the way through. I'm like, Oh, this is this gag. Like they call yeah. the, the reporter something, uh, alliterative Roxanne Ritchie. Roxanne Ritchie. I'm like, like oh, Lane, it's, yeah. it's like Lois Lane or Vicky Vale. Vicky Vale, yeah. Um, they're, 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 yeah. And you know what? Maybe that's actually why this ended up on this list that I made here was that I watched it and I, as an adult with my kid, mm-hmm. and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Right. But it didn't get, it didn't get the, the money or the big views or whatever that, that in the theater. I mean, it, sure. it, it did okay, but it didn't do like really huge. Um, and I always thought I always called it underrated. And I think it's that way because I, as an adult, really liked it. But I could bet a lot of kids, like you said, just did maybe they didn't get it or they don't understand all of the every second jokes that are all funny. Right. There's a lot of there's a lot of parent jokes nonstop and not as much compare this to like um oh, what's the minions thing called? Uh Despicable Me. Despicable Me. Um, um Steve Carell, mm-hmm. right? Like 
he's doing a similar kind of thing where he's got a weird voice. He's pronouncing words a weird way. Right. But you've got these little girls right. that are, you know, a little bit audience relatable the characters surrogate for, type. The, the, surrogates the, surrogates for type. the kids. And then also the minions who are just this goofy. Correct. Slapstick. Three kids are loving those of, things. Right. Kind of comedy where this has a little bit of that in what David Cross is doing with the, with the minion character, right. but not to that degree. There's not no. nearly as much. The minion silly. feels like an adult still too. Cause he is. Kind of, yeah. Right. Right. There's, there's like the movie's silly, but there's not as much like really kid silly yeah. kind of stuff. in right. this. So I can see how it hits a sort of Where's weird actually, audience yeah. Uh, demographic. Yeah. I guess, I guess maybe if you were 13 or 14, would be okay to get it. Like like Sid, we just watched last night. Sid watched it at 15. She saw mm-hmm. it when it was younger and it was okay. And she enjoyed it. She was, I remember her liking it, mm-hmm. but she watched it this time. And I had mentioned to you earlier, she, she paused it in the middle <laughs> just to tell me how much she thought this movie was <laughs> underrated and was so great. And she loved it so much. Right. And, and it was the part where, where she said that was like when he decides to become good. Mm-hmm. Like he actually, it's, it's when he gives up is what it is. Like yeah. they go back to see, uh, Metro Man, and they find out that he's like just sitting around singing songs and stuff, right? <laughs> Which again is great. Yeah. Uh, and then he just, she's like, you know, you're going to be the hero. And you immediately think that's what's going to happen. And then it gets that, it gets that like heart hitting part where he's like, no, I never get the girl. I, mm-hmm. I always lose. It's, it was like the introspection of like, this is who I am. I'm a failure. I'm always going to be a failure. This is why I chose to be a villain because I'm a failure. Right. I can't win. This is what I want to be. It's my comfortable zone and I'm sad. So he goes off and that's when she paused it. She's like, this is so great because he's so sad and make you so sad. Or, you know, and mm-hmm. she's like, oh, I want, at that point, she wanted the villain to be like a winner. Right. Right. Yeah. Which was totally not what the, you know, you start off with this guy. Yeah. Um, it reminded and, me a little bit of um, Loki. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Not, I mean, obviously not as totally, uh, different things, but yeah, it's, it's more, it's all more like overt and black and white because it's a movie yeah. and it's ostensibly made for kids. But that same idea of like, who was a former villain character just because of his environment and his upbringing right. more so than, than his innate, uh, um, character. Personally. But, My but, most favorite part about this show though, by Barnan, besides his constant talking of just he just chatters on it, mm-hmm. is like he says what he says that you may be a villain, but you're not a but you're not super. super. And what is it? He goes, why, why, why don't you super? He has a presentation. presentation. And like the whole thing, he has the biggest like lasers shoot out of everywhere yeah. for his thing. And he, every time he has, he has what minion play the boom box. It's playing like Alice Cooper or yeah, stuff. That was, I'm glad you brought up the music <laughs> thing because every time the music played, I thought of old school Iron Man. It's what it was. Like, he did an Iron Man one. Iron Man and, uh, well, yeah, and I guess 2010, uh, the original Iron Man had been out for a couple of years. Yeah, right, yeah. Uh, we hadn't gotten to Avengers yet, but they do that. I'd forgotten that stuff. Like, I knew that there was a strong connection with Tony Stark and that, like, classic rock. Right. Um, and then in in Avengers when there's something going on and like they're in the ship and he's just about to show up they're they're starting the music some ACDC and mm-hmm. it might even be Thunderstruck I don't think it's Thunderstruck I think it's No it might be Thunderstruck I think it is I Oh think maybe it's, that's it's TNT or um and there, what's the one he plays in the Quinjet when he plays through the Quinjet when he comes in Avengers and 
it might even be like some of the intro to Highway to Hell. But there, there's some of that ACDC they play in this movie. And when I saw it in Avengers, I was like, man, what is it just like ACDC is or, you know, whatever is just his, uh, is just tone is Iron Man's like theme music when he's yeah. going to when he's going to show up when he's got the um, whatever his rockets are called when he does the big, <laughs> Iron Girls the yeah, big right. show um, yeah. kind of deal. And like that. Like with every subsequent movie, there's less and less to where you don't get it at all. Right, which is unfortunate because it's kind of great until they until they bring it back for this one gag that I'm, I've mentioned before. But I'll this spoiler for uh, uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home when he's in the jet, like putting together his suit. Yeah, right. And he has that moment with Happy, and he's like, "You get the suit, I'll get the music." Oh, and right, he, yeah. And he puts on. Oh, I'm, right. I'm almost certain it's ACDC again because uh, Peter Parker goes. Oh, I love Led Zeppelin. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a joke for the dads. That's right. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah, the uh and, and he does it that Megamind does it in this one. Like mm. he, he's gotta have that presentation just like Tony, because he's got such a proverbial big head that, that he uh he's always gotta play some awesome music as he comes right. in. Right. So so I loved it. I absolutely I watched this again. I loved it even more than I watched it the first time. It's mm-hmm. um I said it this movie within ten minutes, you'll know if you like it or not. Because he he immediately starts talking about it's like completely absurd about like he's he's saved from the planet and then he gets like the the guy with the the, the baby with the beer helmet comes on and starts sucking mm-hmm. us you're like oh this is this kind of movie right, right? and he knocks him off course and you're like there's not a second going where there's not a gag <laughs> there's just a gag upon gag upon yeah. gag and then yeah. he you know he he's got uh uh, he gets the Richie girl, and she like she's seen the gags all before. He's like alligators. Oh, I've seen it. You know this and that. Like oh, he's, he's old, mm-hmm. old. And um, so the, the show does get turned on its head immediately when she, he spoiler. We're in the spoiler section. It ki- right. kills Metro Man, and you're like, and everybody else, including the audience, you're like, what? What, what do we do now? Yeah. <laughs> Which was great. Yeah, and I. I don't know if I've seen this, like actually watched it or just been nearby when it was on, because I know I've heard things like when they're doing, um, uh, they're doing crazy train, um, Ozzy. Oh, right. Yeah. And he comes in, you know, that was good. All aboard the the crazy crazy train, train, sir. (laughs) Oh, such a weird gag. The minion. Yeah. (laughs) David Cross was so good. He's always calling him, sir. Yeah. When when he comes in as the, as the, uh, the warden in there and he he puts the thing. I was like, oh, I see what's going to happen. It's all this. It's the mask illusion thing. Yeah. And, and the, and and I actually also super appreciate these very cut and dry, great little things that they just use. Like, what is it? The, the depowering gun, the powering gun. It's like, mm-hmm. it says real big, like depower. To, right. Or he gets an idea and he's like, I'm going to make somebody do a thing. And all of a sudden, within like 10 seconds, he's got a machine already. <laughs> they can yeah. make the power thing. I'm like, it's the, that's great. It's a little bit of like the, the 60s. Adam West Batman, yeah, with the, where he has a device for every, which they situation. just rip off that kind of stuff yeah. too. And the, the invisible car they'll do all the time, where like he, mm-hmm. people are stumbling over it the whole time, and right. which that was that was another thing I really really enjoyed is that at the very beginning he had a way to stop this guy, but he lost it in the car oh, that right. he lost somewhere <laughs> in, yeah. in the city. I was like, because it's invisible, it's invisible, and yeah. it's like I, I it's in the car, but I lost the car. <laughs> like if you park the car in the wrong spot and it's invisible. How do you find it? How'd you find it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So anyway, I, I I enjoy Megamind again the second time, and I highly recommend it. Who who do you recommend to parents to watch their if if you got to watch a show with your kids it's, and 
Yeah, it's it's kind of in a weird in a weird spot. I think we we said this before the spoilers, but it's kind of it's got a lot of jokes for the parents, especially if the parents you know know a lot of comic book superhero kind of references, and it's not. You know, it's, it's not all that. Yeah, it's, it's not like deep references. Like, if no. you watched, you know, Christopher Reeve's Superman back in the day. Yeah, you know? you're going to get the basic gist. And it's for kids, so it's not, there's nothing, you know, super, like, uh, subtle or, or no. hard to hard to predict or something. You can, watch it, here, you can but... watch it with your nine-year-old, and they will kind of passively like it. Right. But you'll like it a lot more. Yeah. So if, yeah. if you want to watch a show that your kids will watch, but you actually want to watch, we'll be entertained. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's that's probably a good good one to watch. Uh, okay. What do we got for next week? This is your pick this week. Um, this is my pick. I'm going to pull a uh, a listener suggestion, so to speak. Um, this is a movie recommended to me by our buddy Fox, friend of the show. Um, it is called Much Ado About Nothing, which is a Shakespeare. Um, thing. It's not. It's not an actual Shakespeare thing, is it? I mean, movie is it? Or is it? What am no, I, f- I think. No, what I mean is that, like, I I've heard that phrase. I don't know where it's from, but it might be Shakespeare for it, sure. It, you know, it might not actually be Shakespeare. Um, it shows you how much I know about Shakespeare. I did not major in English. <laughs> uh, but I didn't you, wait? Degree. Didn't you take like a, an English thing in, in college? Yeah, that was a long time. I know, but like that's still more than I think I I um, took for Shakespeare. Um, no, no, I took film appreciation. I no. didn't. I, I didn't think I took Shakespeare. a Shakespeare. Like it was part of my literature class. I had to do a Shakespeare thing, but not a whole thing. But anyway, uh, this I don't know that phrase, but I've. I mean, I, I don't know where it's from, but I heard that phrase. Uh, is this? It's not a this, Shakespeare play, is it? Oh, by the way, Much Ado About Nothing is a comedy by William Shakespeare. Okay. So good. well done, good. Dennis. Whew. That, was, that was a close one. <laughs> Written in. Fifteen ninety ninety eight. So I wonder. This might be an old school movie. It's 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 <laughs> old, and it, we are watching the version of it made by Joss Whedon. Uh, I believe isn't he problematic now? Everything's problematic now. Though, yeah, so. everybody's. That's not. Um, that's not uncommon for anything to say. I can put that on anything. It's isn't not, Megamind problematic not, now? <laughs> not from not the one from ninety three with Kenneth Branagh, but the one from two thousand twelve. Seniors Avengers. We were talking about. 2012. Um, there was a 2012 movie. I like the writing credits say William Shakespeare, based on the play by, and Joss Whedon adapted for screen by, and uh-huh. it's uh, it's Joss Whedon's uh, usual usual suspects: uh, Amy Acker, Clark Gregg, oh, Fillion's in it. Um, Nathan Fillion. Are um, they? Are they? Uh, I'm assuming they're not speaking Old English. You know, I have no idea. Okay. Well, I have no well, idea. Fox likes it. Well, it's Fillion's in it. That's why Mr. Fox likes it. Right. Cl- clearly. And all these faces, I recognize them from either Firefly or uh, or Dollhouse or yeah, other. Um, Clark Gregg's in this too. Though. Yeah. Clark Gregg, uh, Agent Coulson. Agent Coulson. Um, so, yeah, we're going to okay. watch this. And uh, I think I think maybe I can get our buddy Fox to come on and uh, talk about it with us next he, week. He's in the middle of a move. We're going to have to. Inter- in, inter- yeah. interfere with his his real life real life work. I think, I think he's getting settled in. He he sent a picture to the group chat of their like uh, uh, what's their it fire? Called? What's what's the thing above a patio called? Gazebo or a, no? It's uh, the T, didn't it? Uh, yeah, it's Italian. In it, I want to say trellis, and that's not right. It's that's, not a trellis. That's a thing yeah. Vines grow on. Someone is yelling right at us on the radio. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. funny to be on this side of that because that happens <laughs> to me all the time when I'm listening to podcasts. I'm like. Oh, you idiots! You're you're thinking of 
J.J. Abrams or whatever. <laughs> That's right, yeah. You're doing the wrong thing. It's anyway, the T and it's, he, it's, it's he sent really a picture right. of his patio and they got lights on the thing above it. And so I think they're at least seem to be settled into that new place. But anyway, hopefully he can carve out an hour and a half to, to, to chat with us. Well, if, if, he, if he's got internet, he, right now what you need to be doing is making fun of him for his internet. Yeah. If he doesn't have it there. So I, like, I mean, he's texting us, so he at least has... It could be know, cellular internet he has for, data for, on his, for what he's on got. His phone, but, uh, um, yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's next. Um, I wanted to follow up on a conversation we had a couple weeks ago about an old uh, BBC series that I and, and most of my family, especially the, the guys, I don't know that this show particularly appeals to men more than women. I've never thought about that. I guess yeah. it probably does in the original, the, the significant characters are all men, but it's, you know, it starts in the thirties between the world wars and there probably weren't very many female veterinarians. Anyway, I'm talking about a series called all creatures, great and small. Oh yeah. Uh, 1970s BBC series based on a series of um, books, I think mostly autobiographical uh, novels about a, a country vet in the Yorkshire Dales in England, starting in the late 30s and going through World War II. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mentioned the show a couple weeks ago, and you told me that some news that I maybe had heard, but somehow I had just missed, um, that they... Uh, uh, remade it yeah. late last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, uh, I had this, I had this on my list and since I'm down in this area, just, just dad and I, and he's, you know, one of the original kind of fans, he and my grandpa both watched the show and the OG ones and, yeah. and introduced it to us. I was like, Hey, we should check that out. Like, mm-hmm. how is it gonna be? You know, we have pretty, you know, especially my parents have pretty good, pretty high opinion of, the BBC and their, and their, what we call costume dramas, their, their period, um, um, productions. And we're like, well, they make good stuff, but you know, we like the original so much. Like, what are we gonna, it's also made in the seventies. I think like I, I, I was telling dad, um, for being made in the seventies, they do a lot of things really well, like better than a lot of things made in the seventies were like, there's no, kind of Brady Bunch haircuts or, um, and I don't know if that's just the BBC. Um, but I know I've seen other things like I Claudius and right. that there were, they were made in the era and you're like a lot of their energy went into the performances and the writing. Mm-hmm. And there was a very little budget left over for sets or oh, costumes yeah, yeah, right, yeah. or, or yeah. any of that. Yeah. Um, and so the characters, the whole story is great, but right. It has a dated kind of feel. And to you it, yeah. still will have like a little bit of a sterile kind of, not so much with I Claudius, but um, in, in things of that area, era, things are a little more, um, a little more reserved, a little more idyllic than maybe they were historically. Like if you compare the two, um, the two major adaptations of, uh, what am I thinking of? Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, right. Right. There's a BBC miniseries yeah. from the '90s that's that's very reserved and kind of mm-hmm. proper. And there's a, a I say newer, but it's like 15 years old now with Keira Knightley. I like that. Um, one. That's the one I. You know what? That's the first one I saw. That's much more yeah. kind of rough and yeah. and um, you know a little more real. I had maybe. I had I had uh, not the best opinion of that kind of 
work sure. before. And then I watched that and I was like, oh, this is really actually deep and good and yeah. entertaining. And I was like, okay, I changed my mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> this <laughs> is good. That's funny. But anyway, uh, Dad and I watched the first couple episodes of this. And we had the sort of like, boy, it's really hard not to just be constantly comparing it back. Oh, of course. Yeah. To the, to the original. And it hadn't been too long since you watched it again. So, right. Yeah. I recently sort of rewatched it. But, um, and, and there are changes. Some of the characters are a little bit, there's a, um, there's a housekeeper mm-hmm. who in this remake is, is a fair bit younger than the original. Actually, I don't know for the actor. She might not be that much younger, but right. she seems a little more youthful. Like she's still a housekeeper. So she's still playing this sort of mothering role. And to is, these... it, is it a one one kind of thing? Like they didn't change. It's not a reboot or a reset. No, or it, a... it starts the story sort of in the same place. Okay. It maybe backs up just a little bit. I mean, um, some of these movies could be like, oh, this is after that. No, no. no. Okay. This is still 1937. It's between the wars. Okay. Um, in this kind of... It's this kind of transition um, period for um, for the veterinary um, um, profession mm-hmm. because cars and trucks are taking over. Right. Right? There's, there's not nearly as much work like before this... The work of a vet was almost all, it was more like a mechanic, right? right. Everybody had a ho- had horses, right. you know, cart horses and, and draft horses for the fields. And all of that is starting to be phased out in a real right. serious way. And so they're doing less of that and more like, um, you know, sometimes it's, it's race horses and show horses and family pets, cats and dogs, rabbits right. and all that kind of stuff. So all of that is the same. Um, the for what I've seen so far, and this won't make any sense to anybody who hasn't seen it, but um, there's the protagonist James Harriet, and his boss is um, Siegfried Farnan. He and his brother have um, right. who is that? Uh, like Tristan and Isolde. Oh yeah, right. Um, I don't know. If, I don't think that's Shakespeare. No, that's a Greek thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, they have these kind of you know weird names that their parents gave them, but because yeah. his little brother is named Tristan. Um, Siegfried is like the, um, not really the foil, but he's the boss. He runs the the clinic and James is his, um, his assistant and he's the protagonist. The show is told mostly from his perspective, but his boss Siegfried is almost bipolar, right? Yeah. He goes back and forth and he's very harsh, but we'll forget it. The, the, you know, the next and, um, the guy playing him in, in the remake is really good. Like I didn't. I wasn't sure about him at first because he looks very different. Yeah. Um, you know, the original guy was, was blonde and clean shaven. This guy's got dark hair and a beard, but he does a ton of really good, what we call face acting. Yeah. And a lot of the actors do are like, you know, one, one, one character says something to another and then does an aside to, yeah. to, to somebody standing up, just, like just, just gives them a look yeah, or, right. or is talking to one person saying, yeah. and then just nods their head at the guy standing next to him. And I'm like, yeah. if you're not watching, you're missing so much of this subtle communication. Yeah, the, that, the, the actor knows that they don't have any lines, right. but they have reactions that they can provide. Right? It reminds me of... Those are always fun. Yeah. When does this... This happens at least once in Lord of the Rings where Gandalf says something to somebody and then he winks it like one of the hobbits right, yeah. or something. It reminds me of my grandpa. Yeah. But he, he would do that. He'd like, Oh yeah. That's, that's, 
Yeah. You know, yeah. give you a little conspiratorial wink yeah. kind of thing that I, I feel like people don't do as much. Maybe well, they do and I just don't notice I, it. I was just, I was just going to say, it's like when we talk about things we've missed out in, in person conversations in the sure, last year or so, sure. if you don't hang out with a lot of people in person per se, that people do do that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I, well, you know me well enough to know that I have this different kind of, it's not a persona that I have on, with online is that I talk in person. I do a lot of that stuff. I'll do that. Or I'll do right. that. Like you can't, right. that wasn't good radio, by the way, <laughs> right. but I do, I do the, Oh yeah, nod, you know, whatever. Or when someone, I, I could say something that might sound offensive and then I'll be like, I'll be smiling really big mm-hmm. or, or I'll do, or I'll do the eye roll or I'll do the, you know, back and head <laughs> bod type thing. Cause it, you sure. just don't see that. All the, all the nonverbal communication. I've done that. Um, because we went through, well, before the lockdown, mm-hmm. like I went through these long periods of, um, you know, not like I moved and mm-hmm. I didn't see people and you and I talk, but we don't use video when we're recording. Right. Um, and then, we started doing video calls during lockdown and I, the other day had, we were playing a game or something and I was on a, on the discord call with people and people were saying stuff and I was reacting yeah. non-verbally. I'm like, Oh, you know, yeah, nodding yeah. my head shake. And I really, yeah. like, I did that a couple of times before I was like, my camera's not on. What the heck am I doing? You right. can see me. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot with that. And I know we're, we got to get back to the topic, but you, you were uh, digressing. I, I, I will say that, when you're communicating with somebody, it's not always that. Something I'll do is the uh, the the supporting head nods a lot. Like, oh yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. Sure. Like, like someone knows they're talking, and and I'm not talking, but I want to kind of let them know that I I agree with what they're saying right, to right. keep talking about that way because I'm on it, and it's a nonverbal thing. That's face acting, I guess. But but people when they face acting, it's all that you can't put into words that aren't on the script, that aren't on the thing. And the good ones do it. So, so wait, this person has that sweet to get back to the, to the show. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and this actor's great at it. So. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like him a lot. Um, cause and, it's, it's a, it's a big, like he's an important character. Yeah. Like they can change some of the others, you know, some of the other supporting roles to a little bit, but so much about, um, James Harriet's day to day and his interaction with Tristan, mm-hmm. um, Siegfried's little brother, and all of that stuff um, hinges on this like almost insanity that that the boss has, like yeah. the, the one's big brother and the other's boss, and he's sort of the boss to both of them eventually because they're all three working at this right. at this veterinary clinic, and it works to the character because he's a vet. And so he values the care of the animal right. above everything else. So he's a little weird with right. with people. Um, and and yeah, it's really good. It's, how did that How did that translate from the old person actor to the new actor? I mean, was it was it like oh he's getting he's getting the gist of that character, but better? It's. I mean, that's, it's, that's it's, a big thing when, you, when you're talking about... It's, it's more subtle. And I think if you looked at them both, or if you just saw the guy in the in the remake, you might, you wouldn't say that he's subtle. Yeah. But the old one is a little more stage acty. Yeah. Um, where he's... I mean, he shouts in the new one, too, but he shouts a little more in mm-hmm. the old one, or, like, will call the character from off, off stage. A lot of the things that I notice more are just... Um, things in the production quality that they couldn't yeah, do you can't back do that, right. like 
the show is held up, the original show is held up as a model of like really excellent costuming because mm-hmm. of the, and I talked about this before, like they're wearing tweed suits and, and sweater vests and stuff, right. even if they're like, they're going to go wade in mud. Right. And like he's going to, you know, help a, a cow trying to give birth. And you see more of it now where I'm like, they're probably using some CG here to make this look a little more realistic or you see more wide shots of the town and the countryside. Like you saw the countryside in the old one, but the shots were a little tighter and you would just see them pull in here. And I know that like if they do a wide shot, like it's either all CG or they're actually filming in the Yorkshire Dales and, um, you know, quote unquote Photoshopping out all whatever power lines and stuff. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, What, what, um, I want to say this right away. So you, don't have a defensive reattitude because I think, I think I, I could for this question, uh, not putting down the old or original sure. because it's still a solid piece of thing that it is, mm-hmm. but you, but you get to recommend some person wants, wants to watch one. Would you say start? Some of them are like, you got to start with the one to see what it's like. Cause it's not the, the second one is great, but you just don't understand it unless you see the original way it was performed because it builds on it. Other can be like, no, there, this one just improves upon it in every way. It, the good one is good, and the second one is just that and better. Which yeah, one would you say? I mean, it's hard to say. I think I, if somebody had never seen, you know, any of it, um, I think I would probably recommend the new one just yeah. because it's more it's more accessible for the things you would just kind of say. Right? Yeah. yeah. The so far the storytelling is more connected. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the original is, there are things that are going that are changing. Like there's a fairly early on, they introduced the character that, um, spoilers, he's going to marry. Um, and I think in the original that happens maybe at the end of the first season or partway through the second season, it doesn't take very long, but it's a kind of like he does, he goes to do this, this job, fix this problem. And then he's here and then he goes to her family's farm and meets her and they, and they talk. And then, you know, like it, it's, it's dropped in here and there, but the cases are almost episodic. Like he's dealing with this and then this, and there's some ongoing things where in this one, he sees her a couple times every episode. Yeah. And sometimes that's going to her farm. Sometimes it's, you know, there's a bridge over a river that's only one car wide. And it's also like sloped up. I'm gesturing with my hands. Yeah. It's also good radio. <laughs> um, and so like they can't tell before they get up the bridge whether somebody's coming the other way and then somebody has to back up. Right. Right. And like one of those times it's her. Right. Um, I like the actress playing her. She's th- some of the cast have a little bit of the, I don't know if this is just like English um, like like facial characteristics or whatever. Yeah. Um, but the actress playing uh, this character, Helen, reminds me a little bit of um, Haley Atwell, who played mm-hmm. uh, Peggy Carter. Carter. Um, but but younger, yeah. The character's a little bit younger. Like, you know, she's cute, right? And, and but also, you believe that she spends all her days working on a farm. Like, she yeah. looks um, capable in that way. All right, I'm gonna ask you <laughs> one last thing on this one. Say that. Why? What's one thing that the original does better than the other one? Well, that's hard to say. Um, 
I don't know that I've seen enough of it. I think I think yeah. maybe when I there are only eight episodes in this first season and they're going to do a second season. There's a little bit of a sort of um, downer dread sort of thing because they cast um, Diane Rigg, who mm-hmm. was uh, Lady Olena in Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, most okay. recently. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She was also on the old TV show Avengers. It's not related to Marvel at all. But, right. And the she, one I searched four years ago and I saw it, I was like, that's not, well, you mean somebody's not done an Avengers movie now? Right. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, um, when the internet first came out, it's like a, um, get smart kind of detective, uh, show. And she was also a bond girl and all this stuff, but she's playing this character who was in the original, who's a, a, a very rich, uh, widow who has this little, um, Pickneys, the little fuzzy, you know, real fuzzy dog that she just dotes on and feeds a bunch of really rich food that's bad for him and all this stuff. But the that actress Diane Riggs passed away. Oh yeah, and I'm like, the character in the original is ongoing. So are they going to recast her? Are they? Oh right, yeah. What are they going to? Right. What are they going to do about that? I don't know. The Chadwick Boseman thing. Right. Right. Yeah. The uh, well. Man, I don't know what they're going to do with him. By the way, they, he he is. By the way, in the, he acted in the new. Not to semi change subjects with in the what uh, ifs. In the, he's, yeah, he's in the what ifs. I guess mm-hmm. so. That's that's going to be cool. But I, I obviously didn't know know anything about the Black Panther script. But the way they make it sound is that he's going to. They're not killing off the character or changing the act. The actor. Mm-hmm. They're. I think they're just not going to. They're going to have all the other characters be main characters or okay. stories about the, the main uh, the other character without having him in it hmm. um so i don't i don't know how that'll go i've, I've long said that i think that th- this one will be okay right. whatever next one comes out and then they'll they'll once they get past the like sadness of chadwick boseman being the best thing in, in their their cast yeah you get one movie and then like okay now let's do an actual new black panther right you know and they'll whatever that might be yeah because there are definitely you know a lot of the the, the female characters and, and stuff in that are also really strong. Yeah. You just yeah. have to figure out how to, to sort of pivot the writing to, without, to let them shine. Yeah. Without, yeah. Uh, yeah. Without it being overt and putting yeah. down Chadwick's performance. Right. And, right. Yeah. It, it's, it's hard. I don't, I don't envy anything in that, anything from Any, Disney to, to, to yeah. the original actors, to everyone who knew him, I, you know, that's a real, envy any of that thing. That's a real te- treacherous path to yeah. watch. I, I'll, I'll watch it, but, uh, my my thought is, if standalone by itself, that it, unless it, who knows, there's always things that come out of nowhere that yeah, can be yeah. really great. Uh, but I have a feeling that the, I don't know how that gun shy kind of attitude can't affect a story writing, right? right. Ne- negatively, almost. Yeah. You know, that you're trying you're trying to avoid so many things mm-hmm. without saying so many things. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that you, yeah. That's your focus. So anyway, um, so I speaking of Disney things, mm-hmm. I went and watched. Two movies this week. Okay. Um, oh, I know. I, was, I had I have written on here that I watched. I watched a show called The Green Knight. The Green Knight. That's that. Um, is that an Arthurian? By the way, I said movie. I said show it. Movie. Right. <laughs> I'm working on. It. Yes, right. it's the Arthurian legend. I didn't know it was an Arthurian legend. My buddy, our buddy Pete, informed me. That's we had, right. We had a good yeah. conversation about. it. I was it. trying to remember where I heard we were. We were all on playing Final Fantasy and right. Uh, Chance was trying to organize a group of Dungeon. <laughs> we and, went off on and, this, and you and Pete got going about this movie, and it was just like talk, talk, and I could hear Chance like 
trying to interject, interrupt, and you guys were just not hearing him at all. <laughs> it's like, guys, hey, are we going to do a dungeon or what? <laughs> like, you guys can talk, but can you talk after we queue? That's right. I get this, get, actually get it going. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that, that's what it was. And and I, it was nice to know, like, Pete to explain that kind of stuff to me because I didn't – it has a feeling of the arterial type stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I – now that I look back there, there's there's an Arthur in it. They don't climb Arthur, but I, I know now sure. that's that character. I'm like, oh, that's a, that's that's gonna be that's supposed to be Arthur. I get it now. Um, yeah, so it's a the Green Knight. I think by the way, I heard. Do you know why Pete he's called said, the Green Knight? Yeah, yeah. It, I'm I'm asking. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. He's he he's like made of nature. Oh, I see. Yeah, like he's, a... like, he's got wood for skin and stuff like that. Okay. So like tree bark and, mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, yeah, he's definitely like. And he's green. He's got green stuff. So right. <clears throat> he uh, so I guess I'm only going by what our buddy Pete said. It's there's like a ten page poem, okay. something right wrote about Gawain. I think is what it is. The, the, one of the Arthurian knights. Um, and here he's called Garwain. Okay. In, in this movie, but it's the same one. And it even says it's based on the Arthurian poem or whatever. That's right. Weird. Why would they change the name? I don't know why they call him that, yeah, right? but they do. Um, and they. So they, 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 this is a, a Hobbit thing that happened. Okay. It's like, here we've got a movie that's a small children's tale, and you stretch oh, it out to three oh, movies. In, in that way, it's like yeah. a Hobbit. It's a 10-page poem turned into a two-hour and 15, two-hour and 20-minute movie. That's not great. Yeah, and, and they do that by making an art house movie. I like, see. It's long stretches of artistic things. Okay. Right? And you're like... And I'm going to explain one of them. And this explains scene to scene to scene to scene to all of them. Okay. There's a scene. I'm going to spoiler this a little bit, guys. So if you want to, we're going to bell it here a bit. Uh, okay. So, matter of fact, I'll just go ahead and spoil some of the things. Okay. You can go read the, the poem. If you don't know <laughs> sure, sure. Um, he, uh, there's one thing where he gets, he gets kind of attacked by thieves. Okay. Okay. He's, the knight. He go the knight. No, the, no, not the green knight. He's he's yeah, Gawain. Sir, Sir Gawain. Yeah. Garwin. Yeah. Garwin or whatever he's in this one. Uh, he is going on his quest, and he gets attacked by robbers and shed down to his skivvies. Right. Okay. And he's laying, left for dead on the, the forest floor with his hands tied behind his 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 back, mm-hmm. his feet bound, and his and he's gagged. Sure. Right. So the the camera sits on the forest floor. Looking at him. And he does a bunch of struggling, right? Like okay. he's, he's struggling for 35, 40 seconds, mm-hmm. trying to get out. And then he just lays there like he's exhausted, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, <laughs> and, it's, and it's at his kind of level, right? It's on the ground, yeah. the camera is. And then the camera does a very slow, like two and a half minute, 360 away from him. Like it, all of a sudden it just does, it pivots on its central point. And begin. I love that I can actually, Dennis, do this like, in front of you. <laughs> it like pans, pans. That's okay. right. It pans in a circle, all the way, all the way around the forest. There's nothing in the forest. It's just a forest okay. behind him, right? And it's green. It's like a springtime type thing. And it's slow. It's slow. Two and a half minutes. So it feels like to get mm-hmm. all the way around, right? And then all of a sudden, when it comes back around to to him, it's just a skeleton on the ground with like his his clothes on. Okay. And you're like, what? And it just looks at him for like thirty seconds. Like what's happening? Here? So a bunch of time has passed. It, right there's there's the the illusion, right? And then all of a sudden, slowly the camera starts going back the other way, and it takes another two minutes to get all the way back around the forest, and it comes back to him, and he's still he's back into his thing, and now he starts struggling to get free again. Okay. And you're like, 
okay, I guess they're doing the thing like, like if he just stays here, he's going to die. Like he had a vision of the future a year from now. I have no idea. Okay, but that's that's exactly every scene of this movie. I see. I see why you say art house. It's the kind of like art or poetry or I mean, if it's based on a poem, yeah. This whole thing of like we're just going to show you something what this means or, or, or what it's, it's up to you to interpret and mostly just feel. Yes. Right. A in, lot in, of the show is in, that in ways that can't just be described with words. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and if I hear see reviews on this, people will, t- will point out, they say cinematography. They're like cinematography sure. is top. Oh, if, first thing I want to say before we review this movie, cinematography is amazing. Sure. And that's why they, the whole movie does stuff like that mm-hmm. where it's just like, Long, slow pans of him going across this b- battlefield, mm-hmm. right? And he's doing nothing. It doesn't mean anything. He just comes out of the forest, and then for five minutes, he walks across this long battlefield of dead bodies. Okay. And you're like, they're saying something but here. But it's in one really long cut yeah. or something. And you're, and you're, and you're like, might be a thing. they're trying to tell me something. They um, want me to think about it. Yeah. On the heels know? of watching um, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, mm-hmm. Um I bet that there's a whole segment of people who are, you know, into Shakespeare and Arthurian legend Mm -hmm. who are like, aside from Lord of the Rings, like nobody ever makes this stuff well, like Mm -hmm. really like good budget, high production quality. There might be really good acting, but like we were talking about BBC, there's cardboard sets and whatever, or it's all Robin Hood. Right. right, they're going to take Robin Hood, and even though that's after Arthur, but like th- Do that. this old, yeah. like you know, uh, what the um, what am I thinking of? Beowulf kind of stuff, where mm-hmm. they're like, all we have is really old, cheesy stuff, right? With, that's low budget and whatever. So for something to get a good, high budget kind of, yeah. you know, long cut, impressive cinematography thing is especially noteworthy for that, for that, that genre of that audience. And and that's this, that's totally this, that's this, like you can tell it's high quality. I mean, the the filmmaking is very high quality Mm -hmm. and I can't say the acting isn't also high quality. It's all pretty high quality. It's just, I I hate to use the word, the B word, but it's boring at Mm. times. It's just so, (laughs) and maybe I bet you people who love it are me like, Oh, you're just not seeing that that five minutes of introspection when you're like, right. Like you're not getting involved in that moment of time travel between the forest. Right. Like, like I get it. You're right. I could probably, you know, but all the, all the things that you're feeling, you're supposed to feel right. Like you're supposed to be a little like, Probably not bored, but, but like yeah. it's like the on edge. Like but, we talk that, about, um, um, I you know I I always bring this up all the time. But in in Spirited Away, after they do this big action battle with this monster, they go on the train yeah. and they're going to see the other old lady, and it's this like suddenly you're just what's going on? And I know yeah. for me, I watched it the wrong time of day and I was falling asleep. Yeah, but it's it's that Japanese idea of. Like you can't have action all the time. Like yeah. the action comes and then you need a break yeah. to like pause and rest. Yeah. And then stuff can start happening. Well, again. well this, this stuff, this show never had it, any, it never stuff. had any of the action. It, it was, yeah. There was no action okay. or stuff in it. There was none of that. Yikes. Um, and, and when they had like, I'm thinking now of like two, what would be called action things. They mm-hmm. were like four seconds a piece. Like they, they, okay. they go up and cross swords, bam, bam, bam. And then it's over. Now we're going to talk some more. It's wild yeah. that. And they actually very little dialogue 
the show doesn't have talking. Yeah, it's lot. wild. I, I can't think of the like the well-known sort of er natural warrior kind of thing. The, the example that comes to my mind is a character from the very first uh, um, Wheel of Time novel. Yeah. Um, a character that they call the Green Man. Yeah. Who's like, he's that kind of thing where he's a he's a bipedal creature made of like bark and vines and uh, um, and that kind of thing. And is sort of like the guardian of this th- place that they go toward the end of the book and I won't because it's spoilers, yeah. but it's, it's that idea. And I'm like, is that a, is that a dryad or, Oh, right. Yeah. You know, like in Warcraft, the dryads are, it's are kind of like fawns. They're like the yeah. fawn version of a, um, right. of a centaur and, right. they're, and they're always female, but that kind of like some kind of woodland, maybe like a fairy in some, in some yeah. mythologies or whatever. It's wild to me to go back to my initial statement that you have, this like somebody called the green knight, like this, this dryad warrior kind of character and an Arthurian knight. And in a whole movie, you only have four minutes of action. Like there's no, yeah, there really is big battles. There's no, no. So, so I I guess I never told anybody discuss with Pete or anyone is that I, I should, one of the worst thing you should do. I have not, I failed to do is give the plot. Like the, the overall idea of this story, which I didn't know going into it. I didn't know until it was over. Was and I'm still not going to give it to you, but okay. it's it's that uh, Gawain starts. He, I think he's a young, kind of uh, impetuous youth person who uh, is just having fun in the court of now. I know is Arthur and all of his great knights. They do talk about like legends. They call these the the knights around him legends and stuff like that. Sure. Right? Like like oh now now I get that that's what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has not had any kind of he's not had anything no travels no quests nothing to say that he has done anything sure. right so he's a not he's, he's not even a knight yet but he's like wanting to be it his his uncle is the king and loves him mm-hmm. and wants him to and has faith in him and then all of a sudden out of nowhere a this green knight you know mystical creature comes right. into on christmas okay. comes into the hall of the, the round table Right, and he he walks in on his horse. It's very ominous, and he sets he sets forth in one of the the, the few scenes that they actually talk. Um, this challenge, he says, he wants to play a game with the king. Okay, and he says, allow me to play this game where uh, any knight here can come up and trade blows with him, and will strike him, and in one year, and he'll give him his, he'll give him his battle axe, right, okay. and in one year. The same knight will carry his battle axe back to him in the north, where he lives at this green shirt chapel, mm-hmm. return the sword, and then the knight will return the same blow. And that's the game, which okay. didn't make a whole lot of sense. But this guy, the way they play that there is it's very tense. You don't know what this guy is. Everybody's mm-hmm. scared of him. He's a creature. Right. right? He's very terrifying. His horse is terrifying. Mm-hmm. He doesn't talk. He possesses the queen. She t- and he talks through her. Okay. So it's very scary. Sure, sure. Right. So they're giving this scary thing. So Gawain, being this impetuous person who needs to go on a quest, jumps He's over the table himself. and is like, yeah. "I'll do it." Mm-hmm. Right. Arthur offers him a sword, which now I know is Excalibur. And I get, I get the thing. Sure, right? sure. Offers him his sword, and then the knight, without saying any words, places down the battle axe that's magical because uh, grass grows all around it. Sure. 
He places it down and then uh, kneels down and offers him his neck. And he's like, what? And he's like, attack me, attack me, attack me. And Gawain just yells at him for a minute. And the knight doesn't say anything, but just offers him clearly his neck, right? Mm-hmm. So Gawain says, remember everything, everybody remember here what happened. And he just slices off the, the knight's, the, the green, green knight's head. neck, head, right? Like, ah, right. And everybody goes, yay. And they cheer. And then the green knight stands up, grabs his head, starts laughing, and then says like one hands, one year henceforth. Mm-hmm. And then grabs his head and rides out on the horse and back out. Yeah. So, then, real quickly, a year passes. Like within that, it's like next cut says one year, quick year oh, later. Okay. Right, and he the, he hadn't done anything. Mm. He just stayed at home and got drunk. Okay. And the and the battle axe is like you expect. I expected a bunch of story to happen. That was in no nothing. That's weird. So then the battle axe has been literally a show wrapped in a chest for the year. Nothing. Mm. He didn't even take it out on some major weapon. He didn't take it out on a, on, a, on a, cr- a crusade or anything. Right. And then he comes up and. They do show this weird, again, they do a lot of our house stuff, weird Punch and Judy thing where they're like showing the that, puppets, yeah, yeah. yeah, that he's going to, they're reenacting the thing. So they just spent a lot of other, here's more art house moments of the time thing. Uh, and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, the rest of the movie is him traveling to find this chapel, which he knows where it is, the Green Knight tells him, mm-hmm. and return the thing. And you know that he's going to have the same blow returned to him. Right. So if he doesn't do it, he's a coward. Right. If he does do it, he dies. Yeah. Right? There's a little bit of witchery involved in this too, which I'm not going to explain. Of but, course. Um, so that the quest happens, and I think this is where the poem is. The poem does a series, I'm just guessing, of little vignettes that like along his travel, he saw a snail. And the snail talked to him and said, how are you, little man? And then he went on and it was the next vignette. By the way, there is no snail, but that's an example of like it doesn't matter anything. On his quest, he mm. just he just went to like four different disparate <laughs> disparate things that had no meaning to anything of the quest whatsoever. Right, and they they do those, and you're like, what What did I just watch? What What did that have anything to do with the quest? Mm. Nothing at all. And our buddy Pete was like, Oh no no, he just goes to a castle, and the the lord's wife wants him. And then he leaves. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's exactly what happened in the castle for 30 minutes. He went to the floor <laughs> thing. And I was like, why is this girl hitting on him? And then they leave. And I'm That's like, funny. so I really, I, this is a long, it's been way too much time on this thing, but I'm trying to explain, like, it's not bad. It's just nothing. Right. Right. It's just, it's just nothing. And I, our buddy Aaron watched it, I know, at the same time. And he probably was like very into the like introspection of it all. Mm. And I, I bet you that if you're in one of those moods where you can be like, I want to get some deep thoughts of my own, the world and what it all means. This might really strike a chord with you. Hmm. Okay. All right. So can I change off that one and say that okay. the next, the next movie I watched was jungle cruise, which is like the opposite of that. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. Nothing like that at another, all. Another, uh, uh, Disneyland ride, Disneyland movie. ride one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I won't spend too much time on this and go, go, go watch it. It's fun. It's good. It's uh, worth a good fun. $10 to go watch this movie. Okay. Um, uh, I think you could watch it even at home. I really think that it's a great one to watch in the theater, but it's just fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's silly fun. If you liked The Mummy and if you liked um, Pirates of the Caribbean, it's that. It's those. Okay, right. It, you don't. You can actually do a fun movie without Johnny Johnny Depp doing. Sure, Cat, sure. It, It's that fun. Uh, the lines aren't too corny. The acting isn't too overacting. I always think of when I see these kind of jungle movies, I think of uh, Crystal Skull, Kingdom of the Crystal right, Skull, right, where they right. do like the monkey swinging thing, and I'm like, yeah, oh, that's going to be this movie. It didn't have those terrible things. Okay. Right? It just didn't have those terrible ones. Um, as a Disney fan, my 
most favorite thing is so these are rides right yeah right um and a lot of times they base them on rides that are just dumb like the rides are fun right but they're not like movie where there's no story no. to these rides right? right the jungle cruise have you been on the jungle cruise ever i've as i've, a kid or I've been on i mean I, i've been to disneyland in in anaheim once yeah. in 2002 or three when i was like 20 yeah 21 do you, do you remember the jungle cruise at all even, sli- remember, even slightly i remember riding on a boat and some old janky animatronic animals that's it. That's about it. That's yeah. that's really important because they've never changed that. Like I think I went like two years ago, and it's still right. now the it's janky. part of the. Now it's part of the gag. It's, it's like, part of the gag. I don't know if this. I don't know if they've made the. I don't know if they've made Pirates of the Caribbean less problematic. No, it's actually better now. It's like they've improved the, the, it. They the, put Jack Sparrow the, in there's it. There's like a guy chasing a girl. Yeah, they've taken that. Now he's chasing a chicken around. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, no, so the the Jungle Cruise is exactly what you mentioned. It's old, janky animatronics. Right. And the the reason people go on it is because um, throughout the years, the guides have made jokes. Tour guides get the tour more, guide, guides more snarky about are it. Are all yeah. snarky about it. And there are, and they make dad jokes, like 100% dad jokes through the whole thing, right? Um, and these jokes have become now Disney like lines. Okay. Uh, because there, there's a like a behind the scenes of Jungle Cruise, the the ride on Disney Plus, you can watch, okay. and they'll talk about like one guy did this did this uh, gag forever, and everyone loved it, and now they would come to the park and they would feel disappointed if they didn't hear that gag. Sure, sure. Right. So now they have every person on both parks say mm-hmm. that gag. Right. Right. And what's great is when you watch the movie, that gag is in the show. Right. And right. And then there's a whole scene where he's taking them down the Jungle Cruise, and there's these janky animatronics that come out of the ground. You're like. Oh, it's the janky thing he's yes, doing with those things. Funny. And you're like, oh, they're they're intentionally making this like gaggy. Um and then and then it goes on to the rest of the show. And I have a feeling what they'll do is they'll hopefully update the ride to have like, oh, there's the cool part at the end. It's like really the the movie happened. Mm-hmm. Like the, when they added Jack Jack Sparrow into the right. Pirates Caribbean ride. Right. So um but when he when he goes the Rock, who's the main character, when he's throughout the show, he's doing the dad jokes. It's like his he's like a tour guide, because he is the tour guide of this this boat and he's right. always doing those dad jokes all the time they're like god can you stop with the dad jokes <laughs> and when it, and occasionally when he'll he'll shoot off one of those patented disney lines from the ride it just like as a disney fan you're like yes you know he said the the eighth one of the world is the backside of water that's so great you know <laughs> it's like it's so stupid but it's so right. great you know so anyway they, they had great chemistry uh um guy from the office's wife Emily Blunt. Yes, sorry. It's weird that I, Emily Blunt has I'm done like, a billion like, things. Real, real life. How do I go down which that Which office guy do you mean? Yeah, Emily Blunt stands on her own. Yeah, she for a long time she was. If it weren't for the Office, like she she's more famous than he is. No, no, right, right. Um, there, there are those are two big actors that I would never have put together, right. but they're good together. He so, has an anecdote about like going to England and trying to get through customs and saying that his wife is English and. They're like, what? no, no, yeah, yeah, you're no, not, you're not married. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. No, for sure. So she's in it, and she's great, and she has great chemistry with The Rock, and mm-hmm. he's in it, and he's great. That's right. I and, remember her from the trailer. Yeah. She was Mary Poppins in the yes, thing. yeah, and she's great in this. Nothing goes. The best thing is, I fully expected it to be super hardcore corny, never leaning sure, into sure. it, and it, and it just like it didn't. It didn't hit that too corniness, mm-hmm. right? It was like, oh, that's really. And it had a couple heartfelt moments. It had a it had a couple like there's definitely a, a huge twist in it. Right. So 
uh go watch it i thought i think jungle cruise is great um it's doing well i guess in the theaters now i'm a, i'm a little sad that so they talk about money with theaters these days like it made i think it made 60 million dollars in a theater 30 million dollars in disney plus okay disney plus is actually releasing numbers which nobody else is hmm. they did it with black well, cuz they're cuz they're charge i mean amazon does this but like netflix doesn't charge more for new right. movies when they come out. The way well, they, they didn't. They didn't release Milan, like numbers for that. No, but they like they can release numbers related to a movie because they're charging for the movie. Yeah, like right, yeah. they can't say how much money Stranger Things made because they're not charging for it. Right, but they charged for Milan. Right. Yeah, and they didn't say how much Milan made or didn't make. Right. Interesting. I think what they're doing is like if it's successful, then they'll release sure, it. Right, sure, sure. Right. Which is a weird kind of thing. But but trying to like blur those lines closer together to go here's the money that this movie made in its initial weekend in in all in both platforms in both right. venues and, and i think that's fair i think that's that's i i believe that helps a movie mm-hmm. uh, because i think now if someone sees that a movie makes 20 million dollars you're like that's nothing right right but if they made 20 and then 20 here like this one made 60 and 30 right. 30 at home and 60 in the in the yeah the thing i think that lets you know it's 90 million dollars Movie took two hundred to make, so right. yes, by any normal excess metric, it would not be a success. But it's considered a over success, mm-hmm. considering right now. That's kind of a sad thing state we're in. But um, that saying, I went to the Green Knight. And it's the first movie since COVID hit, even that I saw the movie was like eighty percent full. Mm. Like I was, I had, I went by myself, and I had to look for a seat. Okay, um, and that was weird. For and I told yeah. you that movie was not as great, but um, Jungle Cruise had. 50% full. Sure. So people are coming back. It's at least here in this it's area. It's weird. Like if you had asked me on those two, I mean, probably families still aren't That's what going it is. to the theaters yet. Yeah. yeah. Cause ki- kids don't have the vaccine yet. Right. right. So, you know, parents taking their kids out. Um, so, you yeah, know, I, I liked this movie. Could there be a sequel? Yes. If they did a sequel, would I love to watch it? Yes, for sure. sure. But you know, sequels are made on if they make money. Right. I don't know if it, what I don't know how the metrics going to work on these days and age with movies that yeah yeah we'll have to see yeah uh, anyway so it was long for my my two movie thing but I, I'm I'm loving being back in the theater I got my I uh, got my a a list money's worth right. this month already okay. so, <laughs> so I'm I'm good to go yeah um what else we got a little bit of time left uh can I say something not to watch okay don't watch the the show Jolt on amazon jolt what's that about uh, oh i don't even know it's so terrible okay. <laughs> uh yeah actually i do the the premise is um do you remember those those um niche vampire movie like vampire Evo- uh, evolution or something it was like the girl that was like in all leather and do you mean under underworld yes yeah. you know who i'm talking about that girl kate beckinsale kate beckinsale like mm-hmm. she's super cute right mm-hmm. um and a good actress yeah, right. Uh, sorry, that was not <laughs> nice of me to say, but uh, very talented, very, very talented, very successful, yeah. and very beautiful. Um, so she's in this, and the premise is, is that she's a psychotic person who has psychotic tendencies and impulse tendencies every second of every day. Anything will set her off, and she wants to murder someone, right? Okay. Um, so much so they lock her up, and there's no cure. And the only cure they find is that she has wears a vest underneath her shirt. That, that she pushes a button and delivers her a jolt of electricity. Okay. It's the name jolt, right? And all of a sudden, oh, she can calm down. 
I thought we had moved beyond electroshock no. therapy. It's terrible. The show is awful. That that is the best part of the wow. show. Wow. Uh, okay. Stanley Tucci's in it, and he's awful. She's okay. in it. And she's awful. Um, uh, everyone who's the guy who plays uh, uh, Venom character Eddie Brock is in it, and mm-hmm. he's awful. Um, and the story's awful. Tom Hardy. <laughs> Tom Hardy. Yeah, yeah. And and you're, like and you're Eddie watching Brock it. Is another character name? That's not the. It it, it is. Yeah. Dennis, and so she goes and she is on a, uh, the premise goes like her boyfriend gets murdered and she goes on a killing spree to, to find, to find out who did it and kill them. Sure. Right. And she's crazy. Like super. She did a show person. like that year before last or something on Amazon where she goes to some third world country to find like her husband goes missing or. Sure. I bet you it was better than that. I forget one. what that was called, but it was like. It started out good, but then got really, really slow. And I'm like, what's going on here? I can't figure out, like, I can't keep any of the twists and turns straight because it's not holding my interest. It's so oh, slow. I just want to save people from watching it. You too. Sure. So don't, okay. don't, if you see the, like the, it's got a, it's got Kate Beckinsale first off. Like, oh, Kate Beckinsale. Sure, sure. Kicking butt again. Oh, <laughs> awesome. Right? No, no. Uh, and, and they, they have no good cinematography in it. Wow. No good. Uh, there's no camera shots good. No directing is good. Uh, and, and 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 the worst is Amazon is promoting it like crazy. All it's jolt on the, the thing of you course, see everywhere. Else. Of like, course. Oh god, you people, you're you're terrible. Co- another one was terrible. Another with Bruce Willis called Cosmic Sin. It's out. Never watch it. I never, rarely ever finish. Mo- don't finish movies. I turn it off at the thirty minute mark. I'm like, I'm oh, done. Okay. I'm so out. It's bad acting. Bad sin- CGI from like Star Wars. The prequels had better CGI. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. People make terrible movies. Um, let's see. I watched an anime that I, I forgot. I sort of recommend it's, uh, it's ended on a cliffhanger. Um, the premise is okay. So this show is called, um, 86. Okay. And you say it's anime, right? It's anime. Okay. It's, there are no, there's nothing about this story or this world that's new in a sense of like sci-fi and vaguely apocalyptic, um, like genre, mm-hmm. apocalyptic genre, whatever. Uh, the setup is there is a civilization of people living in a city. Uh, it's a little bit like Hunger Games in this regard. Uh, the city is divided up into 85 districts, and then outside of the walls of the city is the 86th district. It's 86. And it's right. 86. Outside of the walls of the city, there is an ongoing war um, fought with these sort of spider-like, but four-legged, like... Mouth um, spiders. Right. Right. They're they're mechs that are like four legs and then a big gun on the top of the cannon. And the premise sets up that, that the bots are all autonomous. Okay. And so there's another civilization that tried to attack them years ago they've all been wiped out but their their battle bots are still running and everybody believes that in about two years the the computers or whatever on these bots are going to run out yeah and then they'll finally have peace but meanwhile there's this autonomous and you find out pretty early on that the people or the bots fighting on behalf of the city the people, the people that are still living are not bots, but have people in them. Oh, okay. And the like 
sentient people that real real people okay. and then you've got a little bit of uh i hesitate to call this nazi because of the the godwin's law thing but the people in the city all have white hair and a certain color eyes like blue or silver eyes mm -hmm. the people outside the wall all have different colored hair and okay. different colored eyes they have brown hair and red right. hair and and all of that and so if the people in the city figure out that their that their bots are not just machines they believe that the people who aren't uh they're called elven or something that might as well be aryan yeah that the people who aren't aryan are not really human they're uh, they're animals that look and talk and act like oh, humans geez, but they're heavy not stuff. right right and then <laughs> a, a lot of the story is told through this um this young girl who gets the job of handler. Okay. And so she has a, a like thing around her neck that she can connect uh, with all of the, the 86 on her, her crew that she's mm -hmm. in charge mm -hmm. of. She never sees them, but she has like satellite views and stuff and tries to help them when they fight. Right. And it's the first episode has a lot of fighting, a lot of combat and they're, there is combat throughout it, but there's not nearly as much as I expected. Because I watched yeah. the first episode and I was like, eh, this combat, anime combat stuff is not super interesting to me. Yeah. And so I'll, I'll put this off. And then I watched some other shows the, um, this last season and then I picked up some new because the summer season is just starting mm -hmm. or a couple weeks into it. So wild. I still say it's so wild that anime has like time seasons. All, all of them do. It's seasons. Like, and I, yeah. It was when you not, can say see, this season, you don't mean just like a show season. You mean like time period in like time. A, like a batch of shows come out and they don't all they don't all end at the same time but most of them begin all about the same time like a certain week you know a few monday shows behind, behind the Tuesday. scenes question is that like based on anything like before in in america they would do like summer break happens and then movies i assume it's the and... same thing so all this stuff is still being aired on on tv in yeah. japan yeah and so we're just finding out about it when it when it comes out. Oh, and some I see. Of it so is so it could Netflix be like the fall happens, school starts back, comes back in and, and they're, and they're doing these. And I don't okay. know, I don't know a lot about those seasons. I just know that after a certain time, I'm like, I haven't picked up any new anime in a while. Let me go on YouTube and see what new, you know, if the new season has started, has somebody done, you know, people will, do, they'll watch the first one or two episodes of everything, not everything, but everything that interests them or could interest them mm -hmm. and then pick, you know, their top, they're like, this is one I'm going to be watching. You know, I'm not sure about this setup, but we'll see how it goes. And, and mm -hmm. so I'll, I'll check those out. But this one's, I think it's over until October. So they're taking okay. a couple weeks, a couple months, and then, um, and then it'll start back up again. So it's kind of, it's not a cliffhanger, but the story is not fully resolved. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was interesting and compelling. I, I still, I still tried to watch. As my Netflix thing reminded me, I watched try to watch two more episodes of that Godzilla eclipse again. When I say two episodes, I probably watched one again to try to get myself to remember, and I still can't make it through Dennis. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know why I keep giving it a chance, but I, I haven't watched any. I watched two. You've watched more of it than I have, so I still think I'm on episode four because okay. I've watched episodes multiple times. Mm. It's because I still have hope that Godzilla, because anime Godzilla to me seems super cool. Sure. Like he's a gigantic guy that can shoot like super cool anime blasts mm -hmm. clearly out of his mouth, right? It's going to be right. not like the old 
guy in a suit thing. It's going to be freaking cool. Like I liked the, uh, what was the Godzilla one we watched that we didn't like that much on, it was anime not too long ago. You know what I'm talking about with Mecha Godzilla? Yeah. It was at the CG anime and they were movies. Yeah. Were I, I liked the Godzilla scenes in that. They were super cool. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's the same thing. It's like, I keep trying to go through these stupid Godzilla shows to just get to the Godzilla parts. And, they still haven't shown me Godzilla yet, so <laughs> I'm just it's that's really funny. terrible about this. So anyway, that's that's my anime I've watched this week. But, but I don't know. I should count Final Fantasy as anime though, because yeah, yeah. There's more. There's more story. I'm getting to. Uh, t- I'm in the I'm in the patch content between the second, the first and second expansions. If oh, you you've not beat? Have, no. I thought you went through all of Heaven's Sword. I, I did the main, you know, the original expansion content, and then right. it has you know a year or two of of patch stories and each of those are their own chapter where yeah. they will release new raid or or something as it happened right. back when back when the story was new so it's uh i think based on what our buddy chance tells me i'm past the the really exciting dragon part of the story mm-hmm. and it's more and it's more politics uh I don't oh know. fun <laughs> yeah i was like okay cool i mean some of that's been very compelling uh yeah. depending but you do kind of have to get through a lot of like just meeting up with other characters and catching them up to yeah. speed on I, I will say what's going on. the politics of ARR, all all of it I didn't like. I wasn't a big fan of. But the most the coolest, most impactful, best part of AR was the political thing that happened at the very at end, the very of, end. Of, yeah. of the ARR patches. Like that that was all politically driven. And, and that was like, oh and that was still from all of Final Fantasy, that's the one thing that's going to always stick with me. That when that moment right. happened, and it was political, and it I was know, not a... and I know that there's there's stuff like that because, without spoiling what happens at that at that point, you you have to understand who those characters are when you find them again, yeah. right? Which even saying that is a little bit of a spoiler, but like if you right. just started with Heavensward, the first expansion, yeah. You're not going to understand when they name drop major characters from Realm Reborn. You're like, who's Minfilia? I've never seen or or heard from her at all. So that makes me understand why people who have played through it are like, you can't really skip that. You're not going to be able to appreciate it. Somebody could catch you up and whatever. It's a whole whole thing. Watching, so Sydney's playing. Yeah. And she started playing for, she's been playing for like three days now. Mm. And, uh, so, and I've been doing a lot of watching. Like I've just been sitting there watching her sure, play. Sure. We played together several times, which I'm really happy to report. I can, I can do the couple reports on her. Like tr- she's doing the free trial thing, mm. which we've talked about on the show. A bunch. Right. And, uh, it, it, it's, as we sat down, I was explaining to her stuff. I was like, you know what? Here's what you have. You're doing the free trial. And here's what I mean you're going to get. I told her, I, and I said, I realized, I've been playing this for, you know, off and on for two years, three years, something like that, two years, mm-hmm. I think. And um, I have not still completed the free trial content. Right. And, and I said, and Dennis, who's been playing it longer and more often, still has not completed the free trial content. Right. Only one of us, of all of our friends, has completed the free, past the free trial content. Um, and she was like, are you kidding me? How long have you played? I was like, a long time. So there... I just can't see her ever. I'm I'm not going to give into the tricks that they, we, they do. We, we've said this before, but the when I started playing, the trial was not as good. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to give into the to the tricks of of like, hey, buy it for twenty dollars now. Like, yeah, but then I have to pay five hundred dollars every month for 
or $15 a month for the next 500 months, you know. Uh, but anyway, watching her play the the ARR, I get to sit down and I'm I'm being very positive and encouraging, and she loves anime stuff too, even more than I do. Uh, and I'd say close to the level of what you like it. She she's very anime driven. Um, she watches, she insists on watching the um, the original Japanese, Japanese and, and you know, okay. watches the subs. Um, she finds all the cutesy stuff even more cutesy than I do. Like, Oh, look at the little feet on that guy. And so mm. like that. So she can really enjoy all the things that I couldn't. Right. Sure. Sure. So I'm, I'm being very supportive of, of watching that. I, I enjoy watching it too. Like, Oh, there's it's, this guy. There's and that and guy. The, the audio thing, it's not like, it's not like switching on English audio will save you from having to read a bunch of subtitles no. because in the, in the original game, like they didn't have the budget to, to voice act everything. So there's still tons um, of and reading. so there's still a ton of reading there's a ton of reading in that uh, game yeah. yeah i i that that's actually the most going through it now the most unfortunate thing is the reading because there's readings on the side quests and there's so much yeah. so much yeah. to scroll through um and and it, it is easier she's playing a, a thaumaturge 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 so black mage in the being right um and like she's going through old on old ah sorry Oda, right thaumaturges uh, are starting old on right and i did not do that storyline I see. I did Limsa Lamensa. Right. Uh, so I, I get to see some things that are happening. Some characters that do show up later, I, I get to see now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Lori, Lola Rito is one of them. Mm-hmm. And, and like, I know that Lola Rito shows up later, and now I get to see some. It's very pol- It's very political, what happens in, in Olda. Um, so thankfully for that, it, it's not stumbling over the words so much. Like, there's a lot of reading in the ARR. Mm-hmm. Uh but where she's at and in the beginning section of that of the of the quest the main right, story right. quest is a lot of reading but i was struggling with the old english reading in pirates like limsa laments is all pirates yeah so it's 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 struggling with there's old nobody, english mixed into pirates there's no city of people that speak normally though the no olda does i mean they they speak old english but that's it yeah, right, right. That, like like not old english but like that great and i think the I think Must Ishgard, needs. the country in Heaven's Word, is even less foreign sounding than yeah. than than Ulda. Well, it while going through it, I I am not finding at least myself struggling with that. Like she does sometimes some of the, the things that they're mm-hmm. saying, and I do too. But it's nowhere near that coupled with the pirate, you know, right, speak, right. which I was I was really struggling through yeah. until I got out of Limsa. Yeah, uh, and and I like Limsa is my favorite town, but I it's not helpful to go to get those two things at the same time. So anyway, that's my positive for that. Yeah. Um, uh, but the, um, it, I, I still will say, and I've said it a couple of times that there's still so much more they could cut. And if it was a movie type thing that they would, they would cut. Um, yeah, th- there, there is, um, I always try to just set people's expectations. Like there's going to be a lot of this. It'll get better. Yeah. But, well, they did that. Can, they did that cut a while back. And I, and I'm like, buddy, Aaron got through it really fast. And I yeah. don't know. He might, just well, not, she's leveling fast. I say that she's like seventeen. Not, no, in three he days. got through the story faster than yeah. I than I expected. So he might be kind of just blowing through it. Yeah, and just, like skipping stories or something. or or just because we're reading it and voice acting it. Just <laughs> just sitting down and reading it and burning through it and not not getting uh, you know distracted with with crafting. Yeah, I, I know like that's that, what Sid's doing. Know. She's she's gone. Like I said, she today upstairs. I saw her leave. Old uh, and go to start go to the other cities. Mm. So I felt that was pretty quick. Yeah, I, I remember that taking a little bit, and mm-hmm. she'd been like I said for three days. So that's pretty quick, I think, compared to 
our it took our buddy Fox a while. Yeah. And, and I know she's not doing any side quests or anything right. that's a thing. So that's that's a positive. And uh, so I, I it's good to see how fast this is going. Yeah. But I but I, I can still while reading it and watching it, I'm like, she's not meant met Minfilia and all that stuff, right? Sure. And I'm like, all this stuff is great. The story doesn't even really start until you get to the Scions. Yeah, you still do a th- where there's like some sort of like conflict or or coalition between the three cities and they form the alliance and then you have to pick which city you're yeah. going to side with to which grand company you're going to join yeah. all that happens before the the science stuff starts yeah like so so a movie mm-hmm. well if you're watching the deleted scenes there's in, in some some of your favorite movies you'll watch they'll have good scenes that you're like oh that's good i that explains a lot of thing, and 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 I love that. Why would they cut that out? And when you hear the director talk, they're like, "Yes, this this character who you never see in the rest of the Lord of the Rings or something is only in this scene." And we hated cutting out this actor's great performance mm-hmm. and this great dialogue. But in the, the grand screamer thing, it only adds schema thing. It only adds color. Right. You, you actually, as long as you know that 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 the, the lady has the ring, you don't need to know everything about her past. Yeah. Right. Uh, so so. In this game, they don't cut that out. Like, right, no. for for example, Papishan is one one of the he's a he's a, a Lalafell Lalafell in 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 there, and he is I would call him I don't know if you I can't remember if I ever even see him later on, but in Old Eye, he's one of like a minor noble character, sure. right? Um, and he's around. He's like one of the characters always in the background when they show him, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he is really I'll get letters irrelevant, sure. right? He he largely is. Um, and but he, you go to the Adventures Guild with Momorito, then you go to uh, uh, Papashan, and Pop, we get to Papashan. He's like, "Can you deliver pretzels to the guards?" Mm-hmm. And then she's got to go all around to each part of the things and deliver pretzels to come back. And he's <laughs> like, "Now that I saw that you delivered pretzels, you I, you're worthy to take my secret." And and I can see people saying like, "Well, you got to earn Papashan's trust." I'm like, "No, you really don't." Sure. You just need to skip the story to get to here. You could have just said Papa Sean introduces you to uh, yeah. Name and Arita, the, the main girl. Like if you just the, go there, the, the Sultana. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I always describe it as, and I like that you, well, you didn't mention by name, but you're basically referring to, um, Yellow Boots guy from uh, Tom Bombadil. Yeah. From Lord of the Rings. Tom Bombadil. Yeah. Um, our buddy Pete was talking about culinarian, which is the, yeah. the cooking profession. Yeah. And how there are things like it's not all in the same level. Like you do cooking yeah. in World of Warcraft, and you know you go five expansions into WoW, and you're just using high level fish and the higher level uh, like salt or whatever. There's not salt, but you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Um, and it's all high level stuff. Yeah. Where in this game, like you learn how to make red sauce at level twelve. Yeah. And a level 50 recipe will have six ingredients, but one of them is red sauce. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it's like in some ways, because there are many ways this game is not realistic. Yeah. But it's like they looked at things from a like real world sort of thing. I'm like, if you're learning yeah. to cook, you'll learn one of the first things you learn is how to boil water. Yeah. You're never going to make a pasta dish, maybe not yeah. no pasta dish, but you're never going to get so good at cooking that you don't have to boil water anymore. Yeah. Like that's a base skill that you're just still going to have to use. Yeah. And the storytelling is the same way. It's like, it's sometimes tedious and annoying from a yeah. gameplay perspective. I'm like, okay, I've talked to the King. Now Alphanod wants to talk to me. And he's yeah. like, 
boy, the king has given us a lot to talk to. We should go find um, Tataro and, and catch her up on what's going on. She's over in the tavern. Yeah. You're like, okay. We go to the tavern. We talk to her. And like each of these are are, are quests, so, right. so to speak. But they're steps in this story. And I'm like, as quests, like, WoW took a couple expansions before they gave these what we call breadcrumb quests. Yeah. And they still would only be like, hey, go west till you find this town and and talk to so-and-so. They'll, you know, inter- or take them this package for me. Yeah. And it's just a a conveyance. It's a, it's a breadcrumb, right? Yeah. It's, an, it's a path to get you. It's GPS to get you to the next town where the next yeah. quest hub is going to be. Right. This game does it all the time because it makes sense in the world. Right. You talk to the king and you're in the chambers with the king or you're there with Alphanad. He's not going to talk to you while the king is talking to you. Right. You listen to the king and then you go, he's not really king, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And then you go outside. You go out of the, the throne room. Right. And then you're like, okay, let's have this side conversation. Figure out what we're going to do next. And it makes sense in this like world story yeah. kind of thing. But yeah, I don't know. When I'm well, talking about that game, I always like to set yeah. people's expectations that like yes there's a lot of story if that well that's that's kind know. of my thing is that the story's not bad i mean that's that's the one thing i struggle with is that yeah there's so there's so there there is so much into the game and and the game's what 10 years old now or or more um they've got great story and, and our buddy chance keeps telling us more about all the great things that are coming oh right. you can't wait to come to the thing and i know people talk about it, they're like oh this thing happens and i know you need to have you need to watch a whole two-hour movie. You can't watch just like a thirty-minute movie and get the end. You got to watch the whole thing. But if a movie is six hours, that's too much, right? right. You you need to make it where if you if you've got content of, of two out, put it down to two hours and you can do it. Now, there's the opposite of movies like so games that you'll play where they're just they're just stringing you out for to run fetch quests because they don't have enough story. This yeah. game has enough story. This game has yeah. good epic breathtaking stuff with going over to Garland, Garland and, and attacking these things and Enterprise and Sid. There's a lot of things that are at very sweeping and big and big moments and stuff like that. But they just, because of the way the game is old, mm-hmm. they, I know they cut it down, but they should still, they, there just needs more, so much more fat to trim uh, to get, and she's out leveling already and she's only doing main story quests. So, they can do it. Like they can totally skip over the Papa Sean introducing to the thing and just say, Oh, Momorito, the adventure says the queen wants to see you. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and that's it. You don't have to go earn trust for 16 things. Right. Right. Uh, and I know people can say like, Oh, it adds the color. Yeah. But you, you have a great game. Let's get to the great game. Right. Let's get to the great game. Right. Um, or at least to the beginning of the great game. So, (laughs) and that's, that's, I, I most, even though I complain about it too much, the most thing that worries me the most is that like Sid's 15 and they will lose interest. Like you, you could, you have a great game here with wonderful stuff, introducing somebody to an MMO and it's got more and more people that are coming. Let them get to the, to the, even the starts of the beginning of the game. Don't let them fizzle out on pretzel quests. And you know, uh, there's already enough reading for all of the systems that they have to read about. Sure. Right. Every every second, she's getting another question mark that she has to read about. Yeah. Everything, and they said, and now they're introducing to guilds. That's going to be boring anyway, <laughs> and you can't take that out of the game. Right. So let's t- let's try to cut out things that you don't make this exciting for for sure. you know kids to come. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll be I'll be watching that for the next couple of weeks, and and uh, hopefully she'll she'll stay with it. I do enjoy grouping; has been really fun. Um, 
this game has uh, that switching job mechanic type thing that yeah. is like I can just switch. I can play my character. Mm -hmm. I, I did Blue Mage. I know you like Blue Mage. And now I can totally play Blue Mage and get those I, things. When, when we resubbed, I thought that I was going to level up uh, Astrologen and do healer yeah. stuff with our group. And then our buddy Fox moved. So he hasn't been on at all. And I got to where I'm like, okay, I've, I've done, I've been doing, you know, distraction side. I need to get back into the main story. And I'm like, my main job bard is 66 mm -hmm. and I unlocked dancer at 60. And I'm like, dancer is also range DPS. Why would I do that? And then I went online and I was like, what's the rotation? And they're like, if you're single target, do this and this. And when these proc do those, yeah. and then when this procs do that and, and this, so you do the same thing. You watch the bars a lot. And then yeah. there's like that exact thing, but a whole copy of those five abilities that are all for AOE. Right. And I'm like, that's a lot of quests. The, the, CPS are like that. That's that's pretty easy. Let me just yeah. set up those bars. Yeah. And now I'm playing dancer. Yeah. And it's yeah, it's that dance of what dance. It's that dance of watching for abilities to proc, but it doesn't have like the the dots that I'm supposed to keep up on all the targets like Bard does. Bard does or, or like like keep track of like which of my dances or which of my songs are off cooldown yeah. that I could use. I'm like this seems easier. I don't know if it stays I, easier. I played I played the I level sixty dancer. But, and I thought she was pretty straightforward. It looks confusing for a minute, but it sounded it after I played her and ran around with her, it was fun. Like I set up the bars, like you said, and played. And I think most most class jobs, I guess, in this in this game have are the all the same. I've noticed I I'm playing like four up to thirty from one at least. Sure. And um they're all the same. They're like, here's three spells, and then here's the same three spells in AoE. Here's the mechanic right. in here in single target. Now here's the same mechanic in AoE. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so that all the classes seem to do that exactly the same thing. Right. Um, so I think if you, as long as you learn the, that core, the core mechanic, right. Right. Your thing. And some are more difficult than others, but yeah. yeah blue mage, blue mage is, it's not going to be a main in any way, but <laughs> except blue mage. Cause it's a, it's a pretend job. I, I run, I run around with her with blue mage. So yeah, I, I have fun whenever I, I was doing fates and stuff with blue mage before we, uh, when we played last time. We need to do that. Like if we, we need to do like a, cause some of those things you only learn in dungeons, like take your blue mage when we go into that happened when we had a full group and we did that thing, I unlocked an ability and I was like, Oh, that worked out. Yeah. Normally I'm like, where are the abilities that I can learn from, from saying, but I will say playing blue mage grant, she's like 20 it's a weird job. It's, it's not all exciting though. There's like 500 spells, but like really you're only using two, right? There's nothing like unique about the class. So but anyway, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Fun, fun times. I'm enjoying it still. All right. I think we got it, man. Yep, yep. Let's, uh, I don't have my notes in front of me, so I'll have to do it from memory. Here, wing it. You have been listening to The Front Porch. This is episode 206. Yes. Thanks, as always, to our friends at Geek Scholars Movie News and LRM Online. Uh, if you want to reach out to us with suggestions for movies that we should watch and discuss, you can do that via email. The address is frontporchpod at gmail.com. Uh, you can also go to our website, which is still broken. I hope to have that fixed by next oh, week. Oh, no. But if, if not, uh, you can find it for now at frontporch.fireside.fm. And again, I'll try to get the real address uh, fixed here in the next week or so. Um, what else? If you enjoyed the Front Porch, please consider subscribing on Spotify, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, wherever podcasts are found. As always, thanks so much for joining us. And until next time... I'm Dennis. And I'm Michael. For the front porch. Night, everybody. See you next time.